0: This is Andy Perot for Boxing Social in association with Betfred and I'm delighted to be joined by Brian the Rose over Zoom. Brian, first and foremost, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Um, How are you? I'm good, mate. It's good to hear you're doing well yourself. Um, How have you found life in lockdown? Um, i've struggled a little bit with the kids being at home i've got three kids so uh um
1: it's been it's been hard work and a bit demanding at times but um yeah it's been good it's been it's been good to spend some quality time with my family if i'm if i'm totally honest because uh, i've not been able to do much apart from staying and uh spend time with them and, and do other things with them you know like taking to the lakes, taking to the park and you know do things that you don't appreciate sometimes
0: Talk to me about that because I know a lot of fighters who I've interviewed during lockdown who have kids, they've kind of said it's been nice to to have that time with them because usually with a boxing schedule you'll be away for camp for, you know, months on end, you'll be away from your families. So this time it must must feel like kind of overdue to some regard.
1: Of course, I think I think it'll do most of us the world of goods, you know. Like um, I, I lived in Manchester Monday to Friday for, for years. So, um, being at home with my family, this is probably the longest I've been at home uh, for this amount of time. You know, even when I'm I'm not training for a fight, I'm I'm at my gym. I've got my own gym in Blackpool. So um, I'm I always make myself busy, but I've not been able to do that because um obviously of what's gone on. So definitely you know, when we're out of lockdown and, and we're all back to normal, I definitely appreciate being at home with my family more and spend definitely spending more quality time with them.
0: Talk to me about your plans and talk to me what you had but what you had lined up before lockdown what did you kind of want to do with 2020 um, to be
1: honest I was just waiting for another opportunity and um, if that opportunity was a good enough opportunity money wise and it seemed realistic you know if I thought it was a fact, because I'm older now so you know I have to believe I'm going to win that fight you know the day I pull out of a fight is the, the day I'll retire Because I've never pulled out of a fight in my life and it's getting to that point I'll be honest with you you know it's getting to the point where you know i probably think you know what he's a bit young he's he's hungrier than me I don't fancy it so um, but what I was doing I was waiting for the lockdown to see what opportunity I got see see what I got offered and if I didn't fancy it I was going to retire um, or, or go out on a win in Blackpool something like that you know um, so it's up to me what I do, you know, and that it's a good position to be in. It's a good position to be in there, uh, knowing that um, I'm, I'm I've got control of my career. You know, I, I I'm not fighting for money anymore. I'm fighting because I want to do it.
0: I was I was going to say, you know. Does it just seem to you in your own mind, then, just listening to what you've said? It's either one or two more fights and then retire, or possibly retire before then if the right opportunity doesn't come along. Because effectively, if you were to look back over your career, there is nothing else left for you to do.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, I used the Fowler fight um, for for answers. You know, I wanted no regrets. I I always said from boxing, I don't want any regrets. I've said it for years. Um, and the Fowler fight, you know, I, I did feel a little bit old. You know, I felt a little bit behind. He's beaten me to the job, I've never been beaten to the job in my life. Beaten to the job and I thought, you know what? I am a little bit older now. You know, I, I and it was a struggle, but I know I have still got a lot left in me to beat some of the kids that are that are calling me out, and I really do believe that. Um, but I've got to, I've got to fancy the job. So if if, if I fancy the job, listen, I'll, I'll take it and I'll get 100% fit and do a 10-week camp, you know, I'll go away and I'll move away from my kids again. Because I don't do things by halves. that, so, you know, I'll, I'll put 100% in and, and uh, you know, I'll have a great chance of winning. But if I don't fancy it and I pull out, and I don't want to do it, that's the day I'll retire. Because I've never done it before. I've never, I've never pulled out of a fight in my life.
0: Let's talk about, you know, what you could have lined up then. And obviously, the reason, you know, one of the reasons we, we kind of got in touch with yourself was Marcus Morrison. Marcus kind of had a, a hit list of his own as to who he could potentially face and you was one of those names. Um, you said that you was previously offered to a fight and you'd accepted it, but since then, um, nothing kind of come of it. Just talk to me about that entire scenario then.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it was a couple of years ago now, I was, um, I was waiting for options off Matt Shroom, off Eddie Earn, I think, and uh, I got offered the Marcus and, and I snapped his hand off. I said, yeah, you know I, At that point, even two years ago, I, I would have fought anyone. You know, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just like, "Yeah, I'll fight it." You know, that's the kind of fighter I've always been. I've never, I've never not not back an opportunity. Um, and so I said yes to the fight straight away. And um, a couple, I think a couple of weeks went by, and um, they, they said they, they, they said they didn't want to f- want the fight, and he wasn't ready for it. Which I totally understand. You know, he was um, he, he'd not had as many fights at the time. As he's had now, obviously. Um so he, he probably wasn't ready for the opportunity. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that he's not as good, it doesn't mean that he, he's scared, it just means sometimes you're not ready and you wait for he's, he's having a good manager and it's having a good coach to, to to make that decision for you. So I totally understood it. Um so it, it never happened. And now obviously the other day I, I got tagged in a post off yourself and um saying that he you know he, he, I might be an option, but again, I would, as long as I had enough time to train, you know, I've been ticking over, but I've not been able to do as much as I should have done, um, but I would be more than willing to fight him in like 10 weeks' time. There's no, no doubt, you know, I, I would do that.
0: Have you had any further discussions? Obviously, I know you said it was a couple of years ago when you last spoke about it, but have you had any discussions recently about that fight, or has anyone from the team reached out to you?
1: No, none at all. Um, since I fought Fowler, I've not really heard anything after that. Um, but I didn't. I probably didn't put myself out there. Um, I just had a rest with my family. Um, but no, nothing's been mentioned of the Marcus Morrison fight. It was uh, the first I heard again was when he did the interview the other day. I like Marcus. He's, he, you know what? He's a, he's a pal of mine, and I do like him. He's a, he's a, he's a top lad. Um, but again, he's probably just seen it as an opportunity. He needs big names on his record. He's never fought. He's never really fought anyone. Um, and he's probably ready for that step up. And he probably sees me as a perfect name to start off stepping up in opponents. Because um, I, obviously, I, I've been there, done it. I fought for a world title. I've got a British title outright. I, I'm a big name on anyone's record. So he's probably thinking it's a, it's a great opportunity for him. So, so I'll get that. Um, but I'll just have to make sure I'm ready.
0: What do you make of Marcus as a fighter and how he's developed since when he was first offered the fight two years ago and until the, the current state that we're in now?
1: Oh, he's definitely, definitely improved a hundred percent. You know, he's had some, he's had some bad losses that you know, um, that 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 no one expected. You know, even myself. You know, he lost to Alistair Warren, and you know, he, he shouldn't be losing fights like that. But it it shows your character. Um, Coming back from that, you know, I've done it myself. I lost to Max Maxwell. I got badly, badly hurt by Maxwell, um, knocked out. Um, But I come back and I think it shows your character that you can get yourself up and and go again. And that's what he's done. You know, he's he's strung a few wins together since then. So um, fair play to him. You know, like I say, it shows balls, it shows character. A lot of people would quit if they lost to someone like Alistair. No disrespect to Alistair because he's a, a good game fighter. But Marcus Morrison shouldn't be losing them fights, and I'm sure it what I put that right.
0: You mentioned earlier on that you had a few people who was kind of mentioning your name. Now, is there anyone in particular other than Marcus who's kind of catching your eye who you'd love to to step into the ring with?
1: Um, the, the, the Scott Fitzgerald fight was was always one that I wanted. You know, I, that that for me was a. A bit disheartening. He was, he was really disheartening when, when he when he pulled out. He pulled out twice, you know. Uh, he'll say never, but he did. He pulled out just before I fought Fowler because he, he, of whatever reason. He pulled out and then I had to fight Fowler. And I, he, he was a change of opponents. I'm not saying I'd ever, ever beat Fowler, you know. I would have five years ago. There's no doubt in my mind. Fowler wouldn't have, you know, he, he wouldn't have stood a chance five years ago. And that's, again, no disrespect, but he wouldn't have. Um, but, because Fitzgerald pulled out I had to fight foul that change of opponent didn't help me no excuse he beat me fair and square and then the Fitzgerald fight was there again I got offered it again I, I accepted um, it, it was all done the deal was done and then he pulls out again uh, but I understand that Fitzgerald you know he, he he's not he's not in a good place at the moment um, so I just I'd just rather see him get better and you know See him get you know, there's nothing worse than wasted talent, and at the moment he's gonna be wasted talent if he keeps doing what he's doing. So I wish him all the best. But it was disheartening for me because that was the fight that I fancied the most.
0: Domestically, there's some brilliant names in the in the 160 pounds division and some fights which have kind of just been announced. You got the likes of Felix Cash versus Jason Wellbourne. Brian, first of all, just talk to me about that. What do you make of Felix Cash and Jason Wellbourne? I think it's a great fight again.
1: Um I never expected Marcus Morrison to get beat by Jason Wellborn, but he did. And he got beat convincing, but I'm sure Marcus Morrison wants to put that right. Um, But that fight's a a great fight. I I think Felix Cash will win that fight, but um, I just think he's uh, all-round a better fighter, more skilled. um, But Wellborn, is so game and so fit, uh, he could beat a lot of fighters on his day. So it's a great fight for the fans. It'll be brilliant to watch.
0: Where do you think? Obviously, you're a past opponent of yours, Anthony Fowler. Where do you think Anthony fits into everything? I
1: think he's a, I think he'll win a British title. I think. I think he's a really good fighter. Um, he's very hungry. He trains hard. I think his his nickname, machine machine, is a uh, is definitely the perfect nickname for him because he trains really hard, um, but. I think he is overrated. <laughs> uh, I do. Um, like I say, five six years ago, I I, I would have beat him without a doubt. Um, so yeah, he's a good fighter. He's a good fighter. You know, he he, he should win a British title, but um, I I can't. I don't want to knock him, but I don't. I can't see him going on and winning a European or a world. You know, um, I'd like him to make me look a little bit better if he did, but. Um, I just, for me, I think he's British level. I've been in with some great fighters, so I'm allowed to have this opinion. Uh, like he has an opinion on a lot of people, he, you know, he's a very opinionated anti Um So I'm allowed to say, you know, I think he's he'll win a British title, but going on further, I think he'll struggle.
0: What do you make of the world scene at 160? There's obviously some terrific names there. You've got the locks of Andrade, Charlo, Canelo can drop back down there. You know, Billy Joe Saunders can drop back down to 160. You know, what what do you make of a world seed? It, it, it's
1: amazing, isn't it? I mean, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if I if I'd want to be in that position to fight for a world title. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to fight Andre again. Yeah, it was a tough night, um, and obviously Canelo is one of the best at the moment, if not the best pound for pound. Um, so yeah, the, the weight division uh, division at uh, world level, it's it's frightening. Frightening, um, so yeah, I feel sorry for anyone that's got to step up and fight one of them world champions.
0: <laughs> I mean, another fighter who again is British, British fighter who's waiting for the WBO to kind of inform him of what could be happening with himself is Liam Williams. What about yeah. of Liams rise over the past couple of years? He's certainly you know taken the boxing scene by storm over in the UK. Yeah.
1: Great, he's a, he, he's a great fighter. Um, I, for me, he's the most improved fighter along with Liam Smith in Great Britain I think they are the most improved um, which would be a great fight again wouldn't it um, Liam Smith and Williams fight but Williams is, he, you know, he's changed so much as a fighter over the years and I really do rate him And I mean I, I would never bet against Andrade but I think it would be an absolute brilliant fight um, and to give someone like Andrade a good fight he must be good you know and uh, He's got a chance of winning that, Williams, I really do, because he'll pressure him. And uh, he's got the skills now, being with the Ingles, so I think he's, he's been proven all the time. He's a, he's a really good fighter. I do rate him. He's one of my favourites, if, if I'm talking honest, one of my favourite fighters at the moment. He's so exciting to watch.
0: You've got two very different fighters I'm going to put to you now. Obviously, Liam Williams and uh, Billy Joe Saunders. Billy Joe's talked about that Andrade fight previously, but obviously agreed to fight each other previously as well. Who do you think would have a better chance knowing that their styles are so different, Liam Williams or Billy Joe Saunders versus Demetrius Andrade?
1: I think Billy Joe Saunders will beat Andre comfortably because um, of his footwork. Andre's got good footwork, but he's very shifty with his feet, whereas Billy Joe's in, out, you know, he's very fast with his feet and that's what will beat someone like Andre. Um, So style-wise, I think Billy Joe would 100% beat Andrade just just through his, his pure in and out style. Um, whereas Williams I think would go about it a different way and try and rough him up and hopefully be too strong for him. Um, but yeah that that that's how that's how I would see the different the difference in the fights. Um, and um, Billy Joe Saunders would use his feet, be very shifty um, and he's got very quick hands so he match his speed. Um, and whereas Williams would probably try and bully him. Um, so, yeah, both got massive opportunity of beating Andrade, but then again, Andrade is a great fighter, so he could pull anything off.
0: The final thing on Williams before we move on, he's also said to me that he'd love to face Chris Eubank Jr. How do you think that fight would play out, Brian?
1: I think Williams beats him now. Um, if it had been uh, two, three years ago, I, w- I would have had Eubank, but I- I honestly, I'd fancy Williams against most people now, and. Um, I think Williams would, would probably stop him. I really do. I think he'd stop him later. on.
0: So we've spoken about Billy Joe as well just before that thought, that question then. He was due to face Canelo. The thought was due to be announced uh, before lockdown. How do you think Billy Joe fares against Canelo if that thought was to happen after lockdown?
1: Say that again, sorry.
0: How do you think Billy Joe would fare against Canelo if that thought was to happen after lockdown?
1: Yeah, again, um, Billy Joe... I'm, uh, Sounds like I'm uh, licking the asses of the the British fighters, but I'm really not. I, I rate Billy Joe. I think he's such a good fighter. Um, just so naturally talented. And uh, I think he, he, he's he got a chance only because of his footwork. His footwork's phenomenal. And against Canelo, you've got to be good with your feet. It's the only way you can beat someone like Canelo because you can't stand with him. Because if you stand with him, you'll get knocked out. And for me, Billy Joe's got a massive chance of beating someone like Canelo. He probably... The only one that has. As long as he's fit and he's put it in, he's put the work in the gym, done everything right, I, th- I, I, I would have of beating Canelo.
0: You just said then, obviously, for yourself, the best way to beat Canelo is to be able to move and not to stand and try to trade with him. One man who was also in talks about that fight, somebody who, if he was to face Canelo, would probably be a bit more on top of Canelo trying to land on him, is Callum Smith. How do you think Callum would fare against Canelo?
1: Again, for me, Callum's a, 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 a great, a great fighter. He can, he can punch. You know, I sparred with Callum and had an hard day. You know, I, I walked out of Gallagher's gym with a bad headache. <laughs> but um, I think it for me, the Canelo fight style wise well, could be all wrong, um, only because he's so upright, um, and he's, I think he'd stand with Canelo more and if he's standing in front of Canelo, I think there's a chance of you being hit and being hit hard. And um, I hate going against the British fighters, but for me, style-wise, Canelo would win that one. But um, again, Callum Smith, I'd have have against probably anyone else, you know, uh, in that division. So, yeah, um, I think style-wise, it would be the wrong fight for Callum, but... um, Obviously, they'll they'll say different, and and it's just my opinion.
0: Brian, final thing before I let you go. Um, just to move up to the heavyweight division, about a couple of weeks ago, we had the announcement that Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury had agreed a two-fight deal in principle over financial terms for two bouts in 2021. What was your thoughts when you heard the announcement?
1: Sorry, mate, it broke up there. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> That's right. Um, what was sorry. your thoughts on the Fury-Joshua announcement a couple of weeks ago?
1: Oh, it's a It's a fight that everyone's waiting for. It, it'll be um, it'll be some night like that um, depending where it is, but it doesn't really matter where it is. You know, it'll be um, it, it's just a fight that everyone has wanted to see for for years. You know, Fury was in a position once where nobody thought he was going to make a comeback. Nobody was ever going to see that fight, and all of a sudden he made probably the best comeback boxing's ever seen, and now. They're ready to fight, so um, they have just got to come through the next couple. Of, well, the next fights each, and uh, it's going to happen. So uh, fair play to him. We're going to make loads of money and uh, give the fans what they want to see.
0: But they both, they both obviously got you know. In Tyson's case, he's got the Walder trilogy. In AJ's case, he's got to get through Kubrak Pulev. But then you've also got to consider Alexander Usyk, who's a WBO mandatory, and Dillian White, who's a WBC mandatory. What do you make of all of you know those guys as well and where the land lies with them and their wait for a world title shot?
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's, for me, I think it's a bit unfair putting the old Usyk in because, for me, he was the best pound-found cruiserweight and, and he's only getting this opportunity because he, is the, he was the best at cruiserweight but for me, looking at the heavyweights and what they've achieved in that division, uh, you know they shouldn't have to fight Usyk next. You know he he, he should be fighting someone like Chisora or or maybe Dillian White. But even Dillian White, I put him in a better position than Usyk because he's never he's never achieved anything at heavyweight. But some fighter like and he's got a chance of any against got a chance against any of them heavyweights. But at the same time, uh, for me, just doesn't deserve that opportunity yet.
0: Final thing, Brian, and I promise you it's a final thing. Um, I never <laughs> asked you earlier on, but we're seeing behind closed-door shows now, Brian. What's your thoughts on it?
1: I think you just got to do what they have got to do. You know, there's not much... It's a safer way to put on a show. So if it's a safer way to put on a boxing show and everyone wants to see these boxing shows and people getting back to normality, which I... I seem to think, you know, I'm feeling more back to normal now. Um, I think it's the right thing to do. You know, people are going to get to watch boxing again. It's a safer environment. It's a safer place to do it. Um, Why not? Yeah, why not?
0: How do you think fighters will react to being behind closed doors and not having the fans there and you you potentially have the commentator's ringside where you'll be able to hear everything they're saying? What, what do you make of that and how do you think fighters will react?
1: I think it could be hard, you know. Um, it could be hard, but if I'm honest, if you're focused on a fight and you, and you, and you you your mind's right, you shouldn't hear the crowd anyway. So, for me, it it wouldn't make much difference to me because I try and block out the crowd and I try and focus on what's in front of me and most of the time I can't even hear the crowd and what's going on in the crowd. Um, Sometimes I can hear the commentators anyway, which is mad. You're usually getting slagged off for not enough work rate or some. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think I think a lot of fighters will struggle because um, they play on the play on the crowd. You know, um, the bigger characters I think will really struggle, like the Tyson Furies and um, maybe the Billy Joes. You know, they they they, they lap up the crowd, don't they? And, uh, I think they rely on the the fans to, to be there, I mean, which, which we all do. But um, I think some people will struggle more than others.
0: Brian, we will leave that there now, like I say. Uh, before I let you go, though, what would you like to say to everyone who tunes in to watch our interview?
1: Um, just that I appreciate you listening to me. I pre- appreciate appreciate the opportunity um, to come and talk to you and, and give my say on the Marcus Morrison fight as well. Um, as long like I say on the Mark Morrison fight um, as long as I get 10 weeks I'm happy Ryan, and I'll take it
0: <laughs> Ryan it's been a pleasure to catch up with you I'll leave you to enjoy the rest of your day thank you for speaking to Boxing Social thank you
1: mate cheers pal <laughs>